0: So, what's trending? Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio. Welcome to our weekly Marriage Hour. Today on Trending, Happy Wife, Happy Life. Do you agree with this statement? It's posed rather successful for many men in their lives. We'll talk a little bit about it. My husband actually hates that statement, happy wife, happy life. A, he thinks in the kind of the 21st century, it sounds kind of like this doormat mentality. Uh, but he is a pro, truly a pro, and so kind and gentle with you know this whole idea of take care of your wife, love her. But we'll talk about it. Is there truth in the saying, happy wife, happy life? Also, some neat news about Jessica Bell and Justin Timberlake renewing their vows. Reminder in the Catholic Church, we too can do that same thing. And do you, maybe if you're a husband, is your wife struggling with health and food and fertility? And if you are, ladies, health, food, fertility, I'm going to throw some resources out there. But gentlemen, how you can help your wife who's struggling with that, we're going to discuss that along with some resources. I mentioned a little bit yesterday We'll unpack that more today. If you have a question, always send it to me on social media. Just follow me at Timmerie, T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E. Joining me now is Christina Pineda. She's a celebrity and royal matchmaker, the founder of Matchmakers in the City, along with her sister, her co-founder. We're gonna talk about dating for what you need, how wealth and type A personalities can bring additional challenges when it comes to meeting and finding the right person in a time where dating is becoming more difficult. Fewer and fewer people are dating, more and more people are single and not getting married. So the dating challenge and might I argue crisis is very real. And there are moments where we have to navigate significant things. Maybe one person has quite a bit more wealth. Maybe one person has a type A personality. And this poses a challenge in finding the right fit. So to talk to us about this today is celebrity and world matchmaker Christina Pineda. Christina, welcome
1: back to Trending. Thanks, Timory. So, so happy to be with you.
0: So you and i were talking earlier this week about how matthew perry star we all know from friends has been having um some challenges with finding true love and he's changed his perspective with regard to who he will and won't date moving forward uh, because of his wealth. And I know your sister, um, Alessandra, has commented on this, actually doing some expert advice um, and comments with Fox News on the whole Matthew Matthew Perry situation. Love to hear your thoughts, because maybe not all of us have a tremendous amount of wealth, and that's maybe... Uh, scaring us away from dating, maybe people who might be looking for a, a, goal, a gold digger, per se. Uh, but I think it does pose some examples in the dating challenges today.
1: Yes. Yeah, so friend star Matthew Perry has recently written a book. And in that book, he discussed how a lot of his past relationships, he had numerous relationships failed because he found out the women were only after him for his money. And now he is only interested in dating wealthy women. Fox News wrote an article with a tagline saying that a celebrity matchmaker explains why this is a smart move that Matthew Perry will only date wealthy women. But that was not all true about what my sister said. So at Matchmakers in the City, we do work with a lot of high profile people, a lot of celebrities, but then also a lot of normal working professionals. And the common denominator though of when we're matching people is that their values are aligned. So yes, sometimes it might make it easier if someone comes from wealth or has worked really hard and has a lot of money. And if they gave the example in the article of George Clooney and Amal Clooney, mm-hmm. and how she was, she is an international human rights attorney, and they met and they bonded over this, and extremely successful, both of them extremely successful, which is great if if you end up meeting someone like that who ends up having a lot of money. But what Alessandra was saying that it doesn't really matter the salary that this person is making; it's more about that person's values it could the person matthew could date a kindergarten teacher and what we really think he's looking for is someone who's nurturing someone who isn't a gold digger who isn't out for his money only who actually cares about him mm-hmm. which is hard for celebrities though because you do the minute you're dating that celebrity there is you're you do that the wealth is part of who they are but there are people out there, if you, give, if you give the proper amount of time in dating to getting to know someone before making it an exclusive relationship, we recommend three months is a good time to really see each other in different settings, go on one-on-one dates, go on group dates, and you can find if this person has the values that you're looking for before making the relationship exclusive. And I guess for a celebrity too, like Matthew Perry, he probably was dating a lot of gorgeous women and maybe that was dazzled him a little bit and may have camouflaged these women's intentions. I don't know exactly who he was dating, but that often happens when we're coaching celebrity clients. So what Alessandra was saying, it has to do with values. And that takes time and discernment. It's not easy to mm-hmm. to find that.
0: Christina, it's interesting because you're talking about a whole picture instead of just one uh, part of a person. And ideally, you know, when we date someone or we marry them. There are a lot of different caveats to who a person is, nuances, you know, things that we can handle and say, okay, I can endure this. It might not be, you know, my favorite trait, but there are a lot of other great traits, right? You know, there are things that come up. So I find it interesting that he's kind of ruling out Matthew Perry um, dating women who aren't of a higher financial earning. Uh, But, you know, there's that balance, right? I think that it ties into this whole uh, topic that I talked about about a month or so ago here on Trending. I read an article um, from Evie Magazine about type A personalities and how women who uh, are type A uh, really need specific things. And I thought it fascinating because we live in a culture where people are delaying marriage, first-time marriages for men and women are pushing into the 30s today. And many men and women find themselves living years, sometimes alone or with Uh, various roommates often already coming up with all of their little routines throughout the house, the temperature, the windows open, not open, all these things that can lead to preferences, but then you add personality type as well, can make it really challenging when it comes to dating. And it's pushing people away from uh, many certain dating uh, dynamics. So let's talk a little bit about this idea of if you're a type A person, especially for women, what type of man needs to meet their requirements? And I argue, you know, listen up, gentlemen, to what women are expecting and need in a culture where we do have this, I would argue, I am not, don't mean it meanly, but this uh, slow start for many men today.
1: Right. And I completely agree that there are certain things that you need when based on who you are in order to have respect for that person and a healthy level of compatibility the what you're talking about with type a women it is extremely hard to meet the right man and often their drive can intimidate many men their their ambition and also these women's standards tend to be higher i just wanted to give the OED Oxford English Dictionary definition of what type A means, because that I know, I, I didn't need to look it up. I know what type A is. I am type A. So I, I just know what it includes. But the OED says that type A personalities are characterized by ambition, impatience, and competitiveness thought to be susceptible to stress and heart disease. That, I think, talks about more of the negatives of type A people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Spun a little tight, maybe.
1: (laughs) Yes, we are high strung, but there is a perfectionism that can be a good thing and can be a bad thing, depending on how someone lives it. So if you are trying to perfect yourself in a good way, we are called to perfect ourselves in love. The Lord calls us to perfect ourselves in love. So if we can channel that very precise and driven energy. If you're someone who's type A into the right place, it is a fantastic kind of personality to have. And I do think there are requirements. I loved this article. And did you want me to go through, Timree, each of the points and give some of my thoughts as to why these characteristics are important? Type yeah, let's talk
0: about some of them because I do think it's important. There, you know, even the first one it says that it's important that the man is bold and decisive for a woman who's type A, and this is very significant because there is again a lot of that slow starting among men today, or in general, men can kind of have a little bit more of you know a laid back attitude, which can be aggravating, uh, and angering for some women who are very type A, chop chop, and have maybe been. T- care of themselves for prolonged years going into their 30s and 40s.
1: Definitely. I think this is a call to action for men to be assertive, to ask her out, to pursue her, to talk to her if you're at an event, to go up to women, to not sit back and wait. To Because I know a lot of the women who I work with who are type A and who who say that men are intimidated by them, they say that men don't approach them. And often for them, it is a deal breaker. They will not approach a guy. So if, unless you are, when they're beautiful, they're successful, they're wonderful women and would be amazing wives. But unless the man is taking that initiative, being bold and decisive, you're never going to meet her as a man. So I thought that was a great tip. And then also, Even though a type A woman likes to be able to, is bold and decisive, especially in her career, she does like to be able to flush out everything with her man and trust that if she is ultimately unsure about what decision to make, that he will make a good choice. And that goes back to the man being the leader in the home, that he's a man with a plan. He takes initiative. Uh, he pursues her. He leads the relationship, and she can trust him to make that final decision if something has to be, if a decision has to be made that isn't just her own work thing. But I, that's—I think—that's a great, a great tip f- a, for men to to work on if you're interested in pursuing a Type A woman. That's
0: Christina Pineda, celebrity and royal matchmaker here on Trending with Tim Murray. Another one of the ideas that is thrown out in this article is that if you're a type a woman you need to date a man who has a plan for his life again men and women both listen up i, I think this is important i see a lot of men out there who are quote and i hate this phrase nice guy and not, they're nice guys and nice guys are not um being a nice guy isn't enough i always think that's important i need to revisit that topic i did a whole show on that years ago um Mm. but christina there are a lot of nice guys out there but who are waiting to and have no plan to pay off debt uh, get a higher earning job that could provide for you know a family or even a spouse or things such as you know bad habits such as stopping smoking or looking at porn and so one of the things highlighted in this article is that a man needs to have a plan for his life to be of interest to a type a woman
1: Right. And we always say you want a man with tell our, our ladies at Matchmakers in the City, you want a man with a plan, not not only just for planning your dates, but also a plan for your life. And this is for all women. We recommend all women to stay away from wishy washy men who are unsure about their career path and desire for marriage and a family. Those are deal breakers for us if a guy doesn't know And doesn't want kids or is not sure about these things or is unsure about his career. It's very difficult to get into a relationship and often it doesn't work out. You're just, the men are just not ready when, unless they have created a plan for their lives. I have seen though, Timory, type, a lot of type A women fall for the bad boys. And the reason I think is that These men provide a level of spontaneity that the women rarely allow themselves to have in their tightly knit lives. So it has this level of excitement, roller coaster feel, up and down emotions, washer and dryer emotions. And then it ends up usually crashing and ending in heartbreak. So that is something for women to be aware of that even though you're type A and you have all these standards, just make sure that you're not just letting them go. I mean, it's, it's, you don't want to be too stringent and never let a man never get to know any men because you need to get to know people before you can make a decision. But then if you find that, Oh, there's such an amazing guy, but I have all this chemistry with him. I'm just going to see where it goes. And he doesn't have a plan for his life that's not a good path to go either so you don't want to you want to be in the middle not on either side of the pendulum swinging
0: okay another one that i thought was probably one of the most important in this article is it said that a Type A woman needs a man who stands his ground? Uh, this is again one of those topics. Men have a tendency to be a little more laid back in the 21st century. They're not necessarily giving their opinion until maybe they feel a little uh, more so as if they're they're uh, they've not been respected, right? So kind of all of a sudden there's this anger response because they feel like they haven't been respected. Uh, when in reality they just had too much of a laid back opinion about things, and then they don't say something until boom. Uh, they're upset, right? They've gone too far in feeling like maybe their opinion or their value hasn't been there. So the the point is, is that a type A woman, that he knows how to stand his ground, that that is what she needs. I know you have a story about this, actually. Why is this important for a type A woman?
1: Yes, this is very important. And it doesn't mean that the man has to be shouting from the rooftops, this is my opinion and this is the right opinion. It's more when he is in a situation that he says what the truth is and he's not apologetic about it. He is, This story that I wanted to use is when I was dating my now husband, we had, Matt Fears in the City had a panel, which is a panel of men of all different ages, walks of life who come together, about five men, and we invite only women. And so we did this in Beverly Hills. It was a room packed with women, and the women could ask the men anything. And the men are instructed to give them the unvarnished truth, the ugly truth for all of their questions. So I asked Dan to be on it. Praise the Lord that I did, because (laughs) he was the moral backbone for the entire conversation. I think when you tell a lot of other men, regardless of how successful they are and even what faith they are, because we had other Catholic men on there too. But if it really showed his answers, really showed his, his ability to stand his ground and the true qualities and values that he, he had and he was he's a quiet man he's a shy man he's not someone who's outspoken usually but he had to counter a lot of what the other guys were saying because he Did wanted to help guy the know women that this
0: was like a litmus test that he was literally being vetted as future marriage material when he signed up for this <laughs>
1: I love it. I, you know what, Timmy? I don't even think I was thinking that at that time. Mm. I know now that that was the perfect test to see if he was marriage material for me. But it was more. I just wanted to see. I just was wanted him. We just needed another guy on the panel <laughs> who was.
0: <laughs> this is what happens when your girlfriend potential spouse one day is a matchmaker. You get thrown on a panel of all men for matchmaking. So what happened?
1: Yes. Well, some of the guys were saying some things, I think it was more, it probably had to do with sleeping with each other. And some of the guys were saying, even some of the Catholic guys saying, oh yeah, that doesn't matter if it's before marriage or or before, I don't know what time they were talking about. But Dan was really firm on that for women and just saying that, yeah, men will get lazy if they're just talking about the truth, what we talk about all the time on the show. And it's really important for women to hear that even from men, because yeah, it's, it's, it's as a man, it's enticing to try to, to spin the truth a little bit, to make it, to, to get what you want. <laughs> so he was just really firm on his Catholic values, true Catholic values. And I really, we all admired him. Alessandra and I were just. So grateful that he was on there.
0: <laughs> that's celebrity and role matchmaker Christina Pineda here on trending with Timory. It's our weekly marriage hour. If you ever have a question, send it to me on social media at Timory. That's T I M M E R I E. We've also tagged Christina on social media as well. Is there truth to the saying, happy wife, happy life? We'll talk about it. You can weigh in. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I put a question box up on social media for you to share. Also, coming up, are you struggling with health, food, and fertility, ladies? Gentlemen, do you have a wife who is? We're going to talk about how you can help your wife struggling with health, food, and fertility, and some great resources. This hour is sponsored by Solidarity HealthShare. Join thousands who choose ethical and affordable health care. Go to catholichealthshare.com. You're listening to Trending with Timree, where you can discuss what matters most to you. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Welcome back to our weekly marriage hour, dating, relationships, whatever it might be, whether you're in a seasoned marriage or you're hoping for marriage one day, this is your hour. Joining me now is celebrity and royal matchmaker, Christina Pineda, also matchmaking us lowly peasants as well. You can find her at matchmakersinthecity.com. That's matchmakersinthecity.com. Christina, there's a saying that has made many, 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 spouses, happy husbands and wives, the saying goes, happy wife, happy life. Is there truth to this saying?
1: (laughs) Yes. So I think there definitely is, but most people misunderstand it. So I think you mentioned at the beginning of the show that your husband, Gabe, hates it. And he thinks that it is this, it tells men to basically be doormats. Unfortunately, there are some women who will misuse it and will just say, okay, I want the Louis Vuitton bag. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> but that is not the, what you should be doing for, for this. If you want to live by this statement, that is not the right way to do it. And it won't actually make the woman happy right, getting, right. getting the, any material object that she wants. It's not about mm-hmm. the material objects. Right.
0: And I think that that is partially what it's mistaken for. My husband really does hate this because I think uh, we've seen a lot of men in our current culture, you know, okay, they take seriously this happy wife, happy life. And they have, you know, given that uh, extra juice to their marriage by living that. But sometimes it means compromises on his part, but not good moral compromises, such as, you know, lying, don't tell her the truth. You know, this attitude of whatever makes the wife happy and, you know, just doing stuff to placate the marriage, but not actually build the marriage up. And there's a difference. that we shouldn't still go through actions that are good to support our spouse, even if we don't want to, uh, but that we understand the good in what we're doing, the truth. And even like you said, with the spoiling, you know, spoiling your spouse, that's a great thing. You know, give and take care of your spouse. My husband is amazing. Like he's a total gift giver. He gives me way too many gifts. um, And I probably kind of expect them because I really do love gifts. It's part of my love language. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, there's that example where there's that balance and how that's handled. So I'm interested to hear more of your thoughts on this.
1: Yes, so it's not about giving her every material item that she wants like we were saying or accomplishing her lists of tasks perfectly. Because I think the also men can list. think, yeah, I mean every every so many women have lists of <laughs> things that they don't try to pretend
0: like you don't have them, Christina.
1: <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> I am type A. So <laughs> there are many But even though the woman, the woman might have these things, it's not about doing everything exactly when she wants it perfectly. But it is about showing her that what she wants is important by giving her the quality time that she wants and the love and respect that she desires. I was thinking about the, recent just turmoil between Giselle and Tom Brady in their marriage and how a lot of it stems from her just not getting quality time with her husband. She can have all of the material goods that anyone, that anything in the, in the world that she wants from him, but that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't make up for time together. So I would really encourage husbands to take the time with their wives that she so craves and she desires to, in in order to make her happy, because that really will make her happy. And I'm not saying you can't have hobbies. I'm not saying you can't have a job. (laughs) That's another extreme because there are some men who it's all about the woman. As soon as they get into the relationship, they don't, have anything going on in their lives and then they just are texting the woman all the time. and that's that's overkill for a woman. So it has to be a good balance. But the quality time aspect is probably one of the most important parts. And really listening to her, one of the one of the tips from the article that we were talking about in the previous segment was that you're, the man is responsive and listens. And when you are spending time together, she will know that you are, that you care what she has to say, that she may have, because if you only spend a little bit of time together, the first things in her mind are going to be the criticisms, what needs to be done, what those are the just tasks, the the list, the facts. But once you get to spend more time with her, she can you can unpack those together and say, okay, you know, I got really upset because this wasn't done. And because this other thing happened to me today and you get to a deeper level than just, you see each other for a few minutes. She's upset about these things and you think she's ungrateful. So really it will help you if you give her, spend time with her and desire to make her happy. And the Lord does say and I'm just was thinking about the readings from this week and Ephesians 5, 21 through 33, mm-hmm. and how that husbands love, St. Paul says, husbands love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and handed himself over for her to sanctify her. And this is, this is part of the husband's duty.
0: Mm-hmm. to lay it all down I, I think that's such a great example when we're talking about this saying happy wife happy life how is this best lived out ephesians chapter 5 husbands lay down your lives as Christ did for the church and that what does it mean to love to sacrifice to give it all and again not confusing this for material provisions. Yes, provisions are important, uh, but the strength of your character, what you're willing to sacrifice, um, what you are willing to give, you know, of yourself, those things are so, so fundamentally important. And I love um, St. John Chrysostom. He has a whole treatise on, you know, who who should you marry if you're a man trying to figure out who to marry as a spouse? And he basically says, follow St. Paul's advice, and the written Word of God, the inspired Word of God in Ephesians chapter 5, if you're trying to figure out who you're going to marry, who are you willing to die for? Who are you willing to give it all up for? And it comes back to this idea. I love the title of Pope St. John Paul II's work before he became Pope, uh, Carol Rotila, when he wrote Love and Responsibility, because the title of that book has always been um, for me, Christina, a little bit of a challenge and a call. This idea of love and responsibility—that you can't have love without responsibility—and that that means that as individuals, we have people who are entrusted to our care. You know, when we're in a dating relationship, but specifically when we enter into a marriage. And how children, these individuals, these souls entrusted to our care, are we are responsible for helping them to thrive to the best of our ability. And so, as a husband, I think this does kind of fall into that whole category of happy wife, happy life. This is my responsibility. How do I help my spouse to absolutely thrive to the best of my ability? Recognizing that her happiness also is not dependent upon me, and I think that that's the caveat that has to maybe be addressed as well.
1: Definitely. That's I'm so happy you brought that up, Timory, because just because your wife is not happy one day is not a direct reflection on you. There are many things that go on in her day in her life that could be clouding this, clouding her her happiness. And give her, giving her that attention that we were talking about before of asking her about her day. If, if anything's, if anything, I'm just, I'm sorry to I was just laughing because Dan came home the other night and said to me, you look depressed. <laughs> 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 and I really wasn't, I was just sitting at the table watching my son eat, but he's just so attuned to different fluctuations of emotion. <laughs> I think that's really nice.
0: Like, thanks. So, I didn't do my hair today. I've been home all day with our exactly, child.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's what I was immediately thinking about. Oh gosh, I must look really bad right now. <laughs> but that's just something. It's even if I was upset or depressed, it doesn't mean that it's because it's something that he did. That's why men sometimes will internalize that and say okay i'm not making her happy i'm not able to make her happy so i'm going to shut down and not talk to her anymore and just that start that crazy cycle that we've we've talked about in previous podcasts so for men a challenge is to give her attention if you're unsure why she's upset or she's not happy talk to her about it. And she will tell you little by little, maybe at first she'll she'll say, I'm not, I don't really want to talk right now and say, okay, well, is there a better time? Maybe we can go for a walk. I can give you uh, I can give you a little massage or whatever you want to do. I'll cook dinner. Don't "Mm, worry, honey. That's a good one too. Yes. Yes. And if you hate cooking, you can order something. And if you want to stay in or bring her out, those are all great ways to figure out what is upsetting her. And if you spend enough time with her, she, you will find out what, it, that, what is causing her, her unhappiness and what you can do together to fix it, even if it's, I know it's not fixing, but for, sometimes for a woman, it, it means getting more of a support system or being able to getting in contact with a mentor or spiritual director, Catholic spiritual director, or a therapist, So it may not be something that the man directly does to make her happy, but it could be him just encouraging her to talk out whatever issue she's having and him being that listening ear, him being giving a few suggestions if she wants him to. You can ask her, do you want me to give you a few suggestions or would you prefer if I listen? And that will help her arrive at a place of, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm not that unhappy right now. There are some solutions that that can make me feel better. Or you know what? I am just in a bad mood right now and I just want to be by myself and I just want to take a shower and go to sleep. That's fine. We all have those moments, especially when there's fluctuating emotions, whatever time of month it is, that's important too, to keep aware of, of when she, what time of her cycle if she's, if she's um, not pregnant at the time or nursing. Or pregnant
0: and really does just need to be left alone and go to bed. I'm really bad right. at this one. That's there true. are times, especially this pregnancy, I've, I've, my, my husband, I've been mean to him. I fully admit it. I try very hard <laughs> not to be mean to him. He says I was so nice last time and then not so nice this time to him. Um, but, you know, I recognize too, you know, not, not always being aware of the fact that, you know, it would have been great if I just said, you know, I really just need to go and be alone and maybe go to bed early. Having that self-awareness to communicate that. And I know it's slightly off topic, but I do want to come back to this, this idea that is so important. We talk about happy wife, happy life. But as spouses, I've said this so often here on Trending, Christina, and we've got to drive the point home because it's so important. Your spouse's happiness is not dependent upon you Uh, should we be doing everything to our, our best ability to help our spouse thrive absolutely but their happiness is not dependent upon us and i received the sweetest message yesterday on instagram from a husband whose wife just had her third child and is really struggling with what seems to be uh, some pretty severe postpartum depression and they're trying to figure out you know do we need to go a medicine route a diet route do we need to you know work with a therapist and so he's asking you know what resources would you recommend and i said well and he said, I think there's something hormonal going on. And I said, well, for everyone listening, this man is a good man. He wants his wife to thrive He's not blaming himself, but he's saying to the best of my ability, I have this wife who's entrusted to my care, so let's help make her thrive. And so he reached out. I said, okay, great. I said, NAPRO physicians, those fertility doctors I keep talking about that are incredible without any moral compromises, getting to the root cause of our fertility issues. Well, they actually work with postpartum depression. And for a lot of women, postpartum depression is actually linked to low progesterone. And they can actually treat that within a few days, even uh, with progesterone, helping women to feel significantly better. So I said, okay, progesterone is one option. You can work with your NAPRO physician to see if that's going on. Finding one in your area, Catholic therapist, because you wanted to find a strong female Catholic therapist, so catholictherapist.com. We'll include links to this on social media, but these are such helpful resources, and I was so impressed because I think this spoke volumes to that statement, happy wife, happy life, of what can I do to care for this individual who is entrusted to my care to the best of my ability, while also recognizing at the end of the day, they are responsible for their own happiness as well. Christina, thank you so much for joining me today on Trending, On Trending, that celebrity and royal matchmaker Christina Pineda here on Trending with Timmy. You can find her at matchmakersinthecity.com. Today's programming is sponsored by Colby Academy. Offering a customized Catholic curriculum, Colby Academy knows the ultimate goal of education is to help our children be saints. More info at relevantradio.com slash Colby. You're listening to Trending with Timory, where you can discuss what matters most to you. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. our weekly marriage hour today on trending dating relationships marriage you have a question just reach out on social media i'd love to cover it here on the show follow me at Timmerie t-i-m-m-e-r-i-e in november we celebrate the lives of our friends and family who have passed and pray for their entry into the kingdom of heaven join your relevant radio family in prayer from november 2nd through the 10th as we offer a novena for these holy souls Submit up to 20 names of your departed loved ones at relevantradio.com souls now through November 10th. When you submit the names of souls we prayed for, you'll also receive reflections from Father Rocky each day. So be sure now to add the names of your loved ones at relevantradio.com souls and join us as we pray for them during Mass, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and Family Rosary across America here on Relevant Radio. Okay, I've been wanting to talk about this lately. I've received a lot of questions and comments from husbands, uh, from women struggling with health and fertility issues, and really encouraging information. I started to talk about it a little bit yesterday on the show, and so here is a little bit of a crash course on some resources. If you're struggling, ladies, with health, food, fertility, gentlemen too, but husbands, if your wife is struggling with health, food, and fertility, you can be a tremendous, tremendous pillar of strength for her in working through this. I have been very candid with my story here on Trending. Hashimoto's disease, polycystic ovarian syndrome. We were seeing that in remission and reversed, praise the Lord. And a lot of it for me, my triggers were related to food. I have pretty severe food allergies uh, that we've discovered kind of in rounds over the years. At one point, I had about 30 food allergies. Now, praise the Lord, it's just about five, but it's also those fun ones that are hard to not eat. You know, gluten, soy, corn, dairy, peanuts, Um, Those things are just in everything, but there are a lot of great health options. So my husband, I mentioned yesterday, uh, has been such a huge help on this. He has shown a tremendous amount of strength and encouragement uh, because for me, it's been a matter of some really important things, you know, the risk of maybe not being able to have children um, if I have not been on top of my health and food and eating right it's included uh, just grumpiness. you know a lot of people struggle with brain fog, uh, you know, not being nice because they're constantly aggravated, depression, again fertility issues. Uh, there's a lot going on. I mean at one point, I remember in college my food allergies were aggravating me so badly and we didn't know about my autoimmune disorders at the time. I was barely functioning like it was hard to get out of bed and my lungs were working at like I don't remember, maybe like 30% at the time. It was really bad and it was food. And then we didn't know that the food was also then causing um, these autoimmune reactions as well. So why do I want to talk about this? Because I know there are a lot of other people who are struggling with the fertility, the autoimmune disorders, the depression, anxiety. I've been going through this since I was about 13, 14 years old trying to figure out all the pieces that were going on. It's been like an onion peeling back layers figuring out all of these pieces. Um, so let's start with kind of I think, an important point. And I think this goes back to our marriage vows as married people. Um, when your spouse struggles, it's a struggle that needs to be considered as a marital struggle um, that you take on together in the respect that we take this vow that in sickness and in health, richer or poor, right? We take these vows that are so important, and this is an opportunity for us to stand out when our spouse is struggling in sickness and help with achieving wholeness and health. You know, if maybe one spouse that has a fertility uh, is contributing to the fertility challenge and the other isn't necessarily, we view that as a cross that both of us own, not just saying, hey, you're the one with a fertility problem and you need to get fixed. You know, that, that's kind of sometimes the mindset that we think of, well, that's just her problem. That's not my problem. And I can continue going on living my life as is, not necessarily helping her to boost and achieve health with her fertility. Which fertility is a big thing. If a woman's experiencing infertility, it's often linked to other health issues because we as women, our health is actually based on our capacity in many ways to ovulate, that our body's functioning properly doing what it's meant to do in ovulation. And when that isn't happening, it can be a heartbreak to the heart, the mind, the soul, the body. And so it's important that we're working on those important diet and lifestyle changes that are so difficult. And I hear all the time from spouses as well as individuals, women who have said making some of these changes that we talk about with our NAPRO physicians and fertility experts have been major life-changing instances. One woman just wrote me this week saying that she actually is having a cycle again and she, (coughs) that she has renewed hope about the potential to actually have a child. So, Here's how um, I think that we can talk about this. I'm gonna talk about resources in a moment, but here are some things that my husband has done that have been really helpful. When we got married going into this, I remember I was a little anxious thinking, oh yeah, he's so great about you know going to gluten-free restaurants and whatnot with me, but what about when we get married? I was kind of nervous about how am I going to feed him and me? I'll cook those foods he wants even if I can't have them, but he was so kind to making it easy. Just feed me how you feed yourself. You know, you eat healthy. I would like to eat healthy. If I want additional things, I can go out or just pick them up easy. And so, you know, there have always been things that he could have that I couldn't sometimes in the house. But for the most part, he hasn't tried to make it difficult on me, but he could absolutely have more foods, actually, and it wouldn't bother me. Um, he's also really owned my diet and allergies. He has been my first champion, sometimes even above myself, at vetting things at restaurants or family occasions. I mentioned yesterday on the show, I remember from my, our honeymoon, you know, we had this giant ice chest with all of these foods packed because we were going to an area that wasn't really friendly uh, toward my allergies and foods that I could eat. And even going to family's houses, you know, taking a cooler making sure there's food ahead of time or him asking, hey, can we throw something extra on the grill uh, that Timory can have? He has been so good and helpful about that because the reality is we need to eat and I will tell you one of my hacks when I'm not pregnant or nursing has always been to do intermittent fasting because it can help. I know it's a little bit of a challenge when other people and you're in a social occasion and other people are eating, but sometimes if it's a matter of health and keeping inflammation down and not eating something you're allergic to and you don't have time to take food with you, if it's a dinner time meal, sometimes I would just intermittent fast and and then enjoy, you know, sitting with people and enjoying the camaraderie and it can be a little bit of a cross, a little something to offer up at times. Um, So again, he's offered ideas with health and food research. He has come up with some incredibly bomb recipes and social media can be really fun with this. He's come up with this. um, Well, he found this Japanese sweet potato, a frozen Japanese sweet potato. You basically cook it for an hour in the oven and then freeze it. I don't know. There's some sort of chemical reaction, but then you take it out of the freezer after you've Cooked it in the oven like a baked potato, and you split it open, it is like fudge. It is the most delicious thing. It only works with a Japanese sweet potato. It is so delightful. Or even some of his new potato recipes where it's like a, he boils the potato and then he bakes it, and It's smashed and covered in oil. Oh, so good. So he's gotten good at kind of coming up with some fun treats of things that, you know, maybe I wouldn't normally make that are a little more time consuming uh, that allow for delightful foods to still be eaten. And this actually reminds me of this viral TikToker and Instagram account. It's called Meals She Eats. And in fact, a book was just published this week, a documenting part of the story. And it was interesting how I came across it It was just a couple months ago. This woman posted online a video saying, I recently found out that my husband had a secret Instagram account. We're married and I'm pregnant and we're expecting our first child. And my heart was like aghast and go, oh my goodness gracious, what's going to happen with the story? And how the story went is she actually struggles with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which can have a huge impact on fertility for many women. It's something that I I have had myself. And so basically they wanted to have children and a lot of what needed to change in her diet and lifestyle was food. And that can be really hard when you're making radical changes to your diet. And so he really took over trying to help her achieve, you know, health and wholeness and God willing, maybe having a child. He took over a lot of the cooking and what he did in this social media account is he documented all of the meals that he would make her. And now they have this book that's just come out this week, Meal She Eats. I'm not reviewed it. I don't know that I necessarily have a recommendation for it, uh, but it's worked for her with her polycystic ovarian syndrome, eating um, foods that are not inflammatory and aggravative for that, which usually it's um, dairy, uh, gluten, so, so soy in particular that can be aggravating, sugar. So it was a neat story because what happened is this woman ended up achieving pregnancy. This is the exact story, uh, in many ways of myself as well, of eating healthy and making those changes so that I could, you know, be able to seek it and find, you know, being able to ovulate and have a child. And Grant, I always have to add this caveat because God is so good and merciful. Three weeks before we conceived, I actually received anointing of the sick from, um, our priest, uh, specifically for, um, for my, for my health and having a child and Hashimoto's and everything. Um, So these are just some examples of where I see within marriage, that struggle that is so common today with fertility and health, whatever it might be. It could be cancer. It could be someone who's struggling um, with severe anemia or depression. Food, exercise, lifestyle really does make a difference. And when a spouse, especially a husband, helps to own that healthy and high standard as well, when the wife is struggling with this, it makes a huge difference. So here are some of my favorite resources and tips, and I'm going to uh, work to get all of these links included in the episode notes for today's show and i know i've been promising that i do a little video on this if i can get to it i will but at least the links are all on the podcast resources so relevantradio.com forward slash trending or you can also catch it wherever you listen to your podcast. It's in the episode notes. So here are some cookbooks that have been really helpful and uh, kind of go-to for me. There's an autoimmune paleo cookbook, I'm including a link, uh, that is really helpful if you're trying to drive down inflammation, especially in those earlier days. Again, I'm a huge proponent of intermittent fasting, but you have to do it right. Getting lots of vegetables, high healthy fats, uh, especially with Fertility issues usually cutting out the dairy so you're getting fats from co- coconut oil, avocado oil, avocados, you know, meats, good meats such as that. I've actually learned to appreciate and really enjoy chicken thighs. A barbecued. I never grew up with chicken thighs. It was all white meat all the way, but I really do like chicken thighs. Although all chicken is not pleasant while pregnant right now. I digress. I actually spent the whole morning, actually the whole whole day kind of dry heaving over food. It's been great. Here we are seven months pregnant, still going through this. Uh, I digress though. So some other resources... There's a thyroid reset book that I tend to do a couple times a year and she has great resources in that book by Dr. Becky Campbell as she herself had severe um, thyroid issues and is a doctor as well and she treats and works with this. So that's been very helpful and it has a ton of foods and meal plan items that are helpful. She also has a histamine reset program. It's probably the toughest diet I've ever done, but when I was struggling with histamine postpartum after having my first daughter, um, it was really difficult. And the histamine response I was having to almost everything I was eating, uh, kind of this allergic type of reaction, this exhaustion, I had to reset and eliminate those foods that were high in histamine. That was a really, really challenging diet. But with helpful recipes, that can be helpful. And I know a lot of women with fertility issues sometimes struggle with histamine as well. One of my favorite go-to resources as well, and this one probably is one of the biggest game changers, is Daniel Walker's collection of books. So she struggled with health issues. she had had her first son, and she was basically non-functioning, and it was so heartbreaking for her because here she was, a brand new mom, and she wasn't able to take care of her child because she was so sick. And so, lo and behold, they went down the route of figuring out everything that was going on and a lot of what was influencing her autoimmune disorders actually had to do with food. And so, as she was working on addressing these food issues that she was having, um, she actually got healthy, is thriving and doing great, has you know more children now, and she has a whole series of cookbooks. Why I love her cookbooks are because of this. When you are someone who has to eat gluten-free dairy-free, egg-free, whatever it is, you feel like your life's over. I mean, really, sometimes you can't enjoy a basic cookie, a basic cake, or anything. And sometimes, you know, food is really emotional. Food can be extremely emotional. Gentlemen, listen up if your wife is struggling with this. Ladies, I've been there. And it's a sacrifice. I think tying this into our faith is a whole nother dimension um, that maybe if I have time, I'll touch on briefly. But Daniel Walker, what she does is she actually teaches you how to convert your kitchen so that you have, let's say tonight you want to make chocolate chip cookies. Well, you would have those items on hand naturally um, because it's part of what you've been building up. Like a normal person would have normal you know, wheat flour and sugar in their cupboard. You're going to have the honey or the almond flour or the arrowroot powder that allows you to easily, in a, just a quick moment, make those chocolate chip cookies or whip up a cake. And so that's why I like her cookbook. She's got a ton of cookbooks from comfort food to great meal plans. That's Daniel Walker, and I'll include a link as well on social media. And again, just saying, husbands, you can be a huge pillar of strength and encouragement if there is difficulty with food and health. Uh, so use these resources. I Trust me, over the years, they're sometimes hard-pressed to find, but those are some of my favorite. And if, especially as people of faith, this can be a real struggle with food and fertility and health. Remember that God allows us only crosses that we can handle. And that in those crosses, in those struggles, in the emotion of not being able to eat something or partake with other people, we can find a small sacrifice offered up for other people And even use that as a challenge to strengthen us in our own sinfulness and brokenness to the love of Jesus Christ on the cross.